and welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is your host, Sarah Hart Unger, and this is the podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. I have a review episode for you today, which I feel like is long overdue. I haven't done a review in quite some time. And I think part of that is because some of the feedback I have gotten is that a lot of people are listening to this podcast who aren't necessarily diehard paper planner users. And so the review content may not be completely as useful for this population. However, number one, I know there are some people out there like me who still really enjoy hearing about the nuances of different paper planners out there. And there are about a million different ones out there. So I'm never going to cover them all. But I like to think that I cover some of the interesting ones and give people some options they may not have heard of. Second of all, it is the end of a calendar year coming up. And so even if you haven't tried planning on paper before, it might be something that you're interested in taking a foray into in 2023. So I'm going to provide a few options that might be fun to investigate. But before we get to our little mini review roundup, I am going to share a very detailed planner piece submission. And this comes from a physician named Andrea. And I'm going to read it in the first person voice, which is how she sent it. I recognize that can get confusing because it sounds like it's what I'm doing, but it's what she's doing. But I think the comment will just make more sense if I just read it the way she sent it to me. And this is a plea for you guys to also send me audio planner piece segments because then they get to be in your voice, which is always really nice to hear people talking about their systems in their own voices. So here we go. I'm going to share Andrea's planner piece because I thought this was such a well-constructed and complete system, and she has a lot in common with me, but a very different system. So here we go. Andrea writes, I am a busy physician, and I split my time between clinical work, research, and teaching. I love paper planners, but have come to realize that I am a bullet journalist at heart, and I definitely love having a hybrid system. I enjoy the creativity that I get to use in changing my layouts as my situation changes. I'm a minimalist when it comes to my bullet journal layouts using a weekly layout most weeks and a daily layout on days that are highly structured or when I have to fit a lot of disparate things in. I use a two-page spread horizontal and with three days on each page, I don't ever include Saturday. I leave that day completely unscheduled and I think having one entirely unscheduled day is priceless. I have areas in the margins for things that are pending and an area called upcoming, which reminds me of important things in the next few weeks like weddings, travel, etc. I also have a small area for notes. Calendars. Like you, my work uses Outlook as my calendar. I see my electronic calendar as suggestions and people send invites for meetings and usually on Sundays I go through everything I'm invited to and accept or decline depending on a variety of things and conflicts. If I accept a meeting, it goes on my weekly spread. At home, I use an iPad that syncs with my work calendar, but now also includes my personal calendar, my husband's calendar, our religious calendar, which is a Jewish calendar, and my workout calendar. For email, I use the Mail Apple Mail app, which syncs across my work computer, my iPad, my phone, and my personal computer. I keep a very simple system of folders. You mentioned that the search function in Mail is so good, there's very little need to have a lot of folders, and I have found that to be so true, so thank you. I only keep these action folder. Anything I have to do, I check this folder daily and I try to make sure by the weekend that it is emptied out. Waiting folder. These is where I put things where I can't call it done, but I'm waiting for someone to respond or do something. I go through this folder at least once a week. Reference folder. Things I need to keep indefinitely, but do not need to check. This might include phone lists, work protocols, etc. 
And then my favorite folder is the done folder where everything goes once it has been acted on. I guess that's just like all of her archives. She just moves them all to done. Okay, continuing. We're almost done. She writes, I keep a running list of to-dos in an app called Things, and I migrate items each week from Things to my bullet journal. That allows that wonderful idea that I might get while driving into work to be captured via dictation, or I can jot down that thing I can't do now but don't want to forget. I look at Things, the Things app, every Sunday and choose the tasks I'm going to do for the following week. This way, I don't have to see a huge list of things that overwhelm me, and I only see what I think I can do in one week in my bullet journal. Okay, this is Sarah again. I have to pause. I just love so much about this. This is why I believe in nested goals and why I believe that even if you're keeping this huge list of goals somewhere, when you're zooming in on a current time frame, you really just want to think about what you want to do in that time frame. That avoids you from having that stressed out feeling of all of the things and instead being able to zero in on what's actually realistic to do during a given time frame, whether that frame is a month, a week, or a day. So I love that she does that. And it sounds like she just keeps kind of her big running list in this app called Things, and then she pulls them out on a weekly basis. Super, super functional. And I think would help to combat the stress that you might have with a lot of items going on at once. All right, finally, we're getting to the end. I use a menu planning app called Paprika and rotate menus based on the seasons. I have an entire year of seasonal menus archived. And finally, I use Apple Notes for just about everything from meeting notes to ideas for books I want to write to travel ideas. All right, what a complete and lovely system. I think what I love about this is there are not too many components and it's not too fussy, but she really makes the things that she does use work for her and she does do some things that are very parallel to how I do them, including have kind of one source of scheduled truth, which in her case is her bullet journal. Even if she's pulling from all these electronic sources to look at various calendars, her bullet journal weekly spread is like what's actually happening. And same with her goals. She may keep a lot of goals in various places, but when it comes to actually deciding what's going to happen, she puts the ones she wants to do for the week into her bullet journal. So This is just a great entry and a great example of how you don't have to be fancy to have an incredibly functional and multifaceted system. So thank you so much, Andrea, for your submission. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to get into four planner mini reviews. I'm going to call them mini reviews. They're not that many, but I don't want this episode to be an hour long, so I will aim for four to five minutes per planner. All right, when I get back, we will begin with planner one. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Prep Dish. If you're headed into a busy spring, and aren't we all, I definitely think it's worth taking a look at what Prep Dish has to offer. I personally have been using Prep Dish for years now to plan our family's meals. It is truly so much easier and better than what I could come up with on my own. Every Friday, I receive a new weekly meal plan straight to my inbox. This includes an ingredient list, a prep plan, and all the recipes you need for the week. There are separate plans for gluten-free, paleo, low-carb, and super-fast. And now they've even added a protein boost option. For years, we've been using the super-fast menu as a scaffold for our weekly dinner plans. I love that I can easily make adaptations or substitutions if I need to, but also the recipes are genuinely really well thought out and truly taste great. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to check it out. So this is a great way to see if the plans will work for you. Check out PrepDish.com slash plans for this amazing deal. Again, that's PrepDish.com slash plans for your first two weeks free. If you try it, let me know. 
I'd love to hear about it. You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick, and what I'm hoping to wear all season, is the Callan dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly, air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, I am back and we are going to get started with these mini reviews. Now, the first one comes with a major caveat, and that is that it is not currently available for sale. This is the Common Planner by the company Sterling Inc. And there was so much excitement around the release that I guess they didn't make enough and they sold out. This was their first time making planners, so perhaps they were not able to estimate what the demand would look like, and it turned out to be pretty significant. So if you're interested in a Wonderland or Hobonichi-like option for next year, this might be one to keep your eye on, but it is not currently available for purchase to my knowledge. So I am so sorry about that. It is a really cool and beautiful, unique option that is probably of these four, the one I'm most tempted, well, I'd say two of the four I'm very tempted to jump into for at least part of the year next year. And that is because it has many features of the Hobonichi that I love, but it is a bit more compact. And the other major difference is that instead of having the structured page with the timeline that the Hobonichi daily pages have, it just has a lot of blank pages. So again, this is a two-book set. Um, I'm opening it. That was the sound effect of the box opening. And it is a soft kind of coated paper cover. The edges are gilded in gold, so they look very luxe and kind of fun like that. The paper is Tomoe River paper. And to me, it's pretty indistinguishable when I did my little pen test to the current Hobonichi. So my guess is maybe they're using the same sands and paper that the current Hobonichi planners. No, actually, I take it back. Hobonichi has not moved into Sanzen paper, but this paper maybe felt more like that than the current older Tomoe River paper that the 2023 planners are still made of. 
So I'm not entirely clear on that, but the paper is very nice. It is not markedly different than Tomo River paper that you're used to if you're used to using Hobonichi or Wonderland. And the size is a bit smaller than the A5 of the Hobonichi, but larger than the A6, which I think is a lovely sweet spot because sometimes the cousin feels a little bit bigger than I need and the A6 really is a smaller page than I need. The actual size in inches is five inches along the bottom and top, of course, and then seven inches along the longer side. And when you open it, you get some really nice and functional pages in here. There are quarterly goal-setting pages where on the left you have a area for priorities and then the months, January, February, and March. And on the right, you get what look like the annual pages from Hobonichi with basically boxes for every single day of the year. So this could be useful as a coded habit tracker or graphing sorts. I've seen people use these in all sorts of creative ways. And then you get into your monthlies and then into your weekly section, which is very much like the A5 Hobonichi Cousin. It has a little space for goals on the left. It's all grid lines, the same with grid boxes as I can tell from Hobonichi, and then vertical days from Monday through Sunday, all the same size, all the same width, and the hours go from 6 a.m. to 12 a.m., although Really, it would go from 5 a.m. They just didn't label the 5. But if you're like me and you do things at 5 a.m., you could just consider that top part for (laughs) your 5 a.m. if you wanted to. And then following these weekly pages, you have 188 blank grid pages. The grid lines are perfect. They are very similar to the Hobonichi grid lines, maybe a tiny bit lighter. And again, there's no like timeline or top three boxes or anything like that. They're just gridded pages that you could use any way you see fit. And I did a little pen test, which I'll include in the show notes. I thought the paper was great. And yes, I'm guessing this is actually like the newer Tomo River paper because I felt like it was slightly less smudge prone than my current Hobonichi cousin and more like the sample of the Sanzen paper that came in my Hobonichi for this year. I'll have to verify that. It is also a very slightly off-white color, similar to the paper that is used in the Hobonichi Cousin. It's not super, super yellow like what you get in the weeks. And it retailed for $56 when I bought it for the two-book set, which I think is a fair price because you're basically getting a daily planner for the whole year. And I do kind of love a two-book set because by six months in, I'm kind of ready for something fresh. The only downside to a two-book set like this is that, you know, in months like May, when you start to get invited to things in September and October, you would have to go to your second planner in order to put those in. So there's a little bit of a lack of function in that way. But of course, you're going to run into the same thing at the end of every calendar year anyway. So yeah, it doesn't bother me too much. Oh, and the color of the actual planners themselves. I think they had different options. This one has a very pretty lilac for the first six months and then an inky black for the second six months of the year. And I don't remember if there were other colorways. I think there were slightly different styles. But again, everything is currently sold out. So I do apologize for tempting you and getting you super excited when it is not currently available. All right. The second planner I have to share with you is one that I've had a request to do a review on for quite some time. And I kind of resisted because... I don't know. It looked like an incredibly creative product, but not necessarily one that I would be drawn to naturally. And so I just never bothered to order one. But Danny plans it, who has a wonderful Instagram account and who I kind of know peripherally through the planners and wine ladies 
because he does some of the moderation on their like a member of their Patreon. And when they do live episodes, I believe he often serves as their moderator. He's just an awesome spirit in the planner world. And I love seeing his take on things. And I rarely look at Instagram, so I don't know what's going on with Danny. But one day he emailed me and said, hey, I have a Laurel Denise. Would you like to, because I had mentioned like wanting to review it, would you like to me to send it to you? So he did. And I sent him some JetPens goodies in return. So hopefully I don't feel too bad about him shipping this all the way to me. Um, but it was very gracious of him to do that. So the one that he sent me is the Laurel Denise Horizontal Weekly. It retails for $55. All right. You can hear that sound effect. Again, that's me picking the planner out of the pile I have to my right. And this is such a unique planner. There are some people who really enjoy being able to see everything at once, seeing their monthly, seeing their weekly, seeing a daily task list. And this is one of the few products that would allow you to actually do that in a functional way. I will say it is a very wide planner, and they warn you of that. On the site, they have all the specs, and this planner, when it's open, is 23 inches wide. That is nearly two feet wide open on a desk, and it is just 8.75 inches high. So even closed, it is wider than it is tall, which is a little different. I feel like most planners are configured in the opposite direction, but there's a reason she did it like this based on how the layout is. So I guess the first thing I'd say is if you're planning on using it open, make sure you have a large desk because it's going to take up some significant real estate. It has O-rings and a heavy chipboard cover that feels really nice and durable, like it would last throughout the year. And she included two lovely snap-ins that are very functional. One is a ruler that has inches on it. And another one is super cute. It has these little hearts and checkboxes and circles. So you could draw like neat checkboxes for your week if you wanted to. And they line up nicely with the way she has her weeklies. So I think that's super cute to have a stencil that actually matches the configuration of your planner. And then when you open it, you get a list of 2023 holidays and then like a small version of each month where this could be great for putting major trips, putting school holidays, etc. The paper is a really nice weight, especially on the tabbed pages. So there are tabbed pages for each month, and that is 120 pound paper, so almost like a cardboard feel to it. And then the other pages are 80 pound paper. The paper is really bright white and took to all of my pens really well, so no complaints about the paper. There's a little bit of texture to it, not as much, I would say, as Erin Condren, but I would say more than average. It is very pleasant to write on. Now, it gets a little wild when you open to the monthly spread. You have a small view of the month, and then you have the days of the week basically written right next to the month. And then what I've seen referred to as a Dutch door feature, where you have cut pieces of paper that you can Man, this really needs to be visual. I am so sorry this is not on YouTube right now. I promise if you go to the show notes, you can see a picture of what I'm talking about because I recognize my description is not doing it justice. But basically, there are smaller weekly pages that can half overlay the month page so that you can always have a full view of the month with little horizontal areas to write what's going on for each day for a weekly view. 
And then the way the Dutch door is set, on the left, you have the numbered days of the week. And on the, on the right, it says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then has a little this week area. And then there is a blank page that is actually the next month's tab where you could write anything going on for the month. So really, this is a way that you could see space dedicated to every single day, not a full page for each day, unless you were going to combine this with perhaps a daily sticky note, then when you would truly have daily, weekly, and monthly all in one view, but you would have, you know, a small area to write for every single day, plus a consistent view of your monthly spread and your monthly goals. And I can't think of any other system in which this is the case. So again, if the real estate doesn't bother me and you really like seeing everything all at once, this may be the system for you. My one kind of very specific to my own needs complaint, or I wouldn't even call it complaint or just like note is that on the weekly area where you have horizontal boxes for each day, there are no grid lines or dots. So it might be hard to write really neatly if you really like to use grid lines or dots on those pages. However, there are grid lines. Um, sorry, there's a dot grid on the big blank page for the month for you to write out your monthly goals. So yeah, if I was going to add anything, I might consider adding that and maybe figuring out a way I could get it to be slightly less wide just because, again, the desk real estate situation is real. But this is such a unique product. Oh, one other thing to be aware of is that because this planner is comprised of all these longer pages and then all these shorter Dutch door pages, when you're writing on it, sometimes there can be like a little bit of a step off, meaning like, uh, how do I put this? The page is thicker in one area than the other area. And especially like early in the planner, if I was writing on the big blank page, I might not realize that like when you press down, the height of the left-hand side is going to be higher than the height of the right-hand side. And so it might, it makes for a slightly irregular writing surface. You could kind of get around that if you maybe like stuck a notebook underneath it or something like that. But that is something that is different and that you might want to be aware of. So yeah, super, super unique planner option. I've never seen anything like it. I absolutely see the value in this and why some people love it. It retails for $55 for such a large and seemingly well-made product, at least from, from my brief time with it right now. So I think that's makes sense as a very reasonable price point. And I am super curious if anybody is using a Laurel Denise and loves it. Because again, if you're somebody that tends to really kind of lose track of the big picture when you're getting into the weeds of each day, this might be a wonderful way to bring that monthly view, the kind of zoomed out view back into your daily life if that is something that you're looking for. All right, next we have the ProAction Planner. Now, this I did a full review on a prior episode of Best Laid Plans. I'll have to link to that but Lori, the creator, sent me her newest version, and I definitely feel like this is just getting more and more polished and professional looking, and I do feel like it's one of those planners that it doesn't necessarily have a super aesthetic or glamorous aura when you first look at it, but it is packed with so many features that make it an incredibly functional planner, and I could imagine that with some beautiful colored pens and stickers, you could make it your own if you wanted to as well. And so this planner is a spiral bound planner. It is seven inches by 10 inches and retails for $47. There's some goal setting content in the beginning, but to me, the gold of this planner is this incredibly functional weekly layout. I also think it has some similarities to planner pad, but I personally find this layout even more user-friendly. I get a little 
My eyes kind of go a little crazy with the planner pad layout sometimes, but this one looks a little bit more functional to me. On the top of the page, you have an area where it says collect, where you can list the week's tasks by category. I think that's a great way. Again, when you're using those nested goals, you can pull in just what you want to get done that week by category, and it will feel much less overwhelming and help you be realistic about what you might want to get done in a week's time frame. Then it has space for your schedule where you could put in your meetings and kind of have your hard landscape. And it has lines going from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. with a line before and after. So you can use those earlier late hours as you need to. And then there's a small but very functional space for a daily to-do list where there are three bolded items and then four additional items. So a maximum of seven items. I do kind of love that because truthfully, at least in my life, it's very unlikely that I'm going to really do more than seven items. So this is like a nice self-limiting layout. And I like that that's below the schedule each day. So you can really think about crafting your list according to that day's schedule. There is also a notes and ideas area as well as an I'm grateful for section and a habit tracker. So it's just packed with lots and lots of features. It has a nice, you can hear that, a nice durable like plastic color cover, like one of those clear sheets that kind of protect it all. I think this would definitely last the year, you know, thrown into a bag or a work bag. So yeah, just another really practical and viable option for 2023. And finally, I have one more. My voice is going today. I'm not sure what's going on, but I apologize if I don't sound exactly like my usual self. But I have the full focus planner binder version here with me. Now, this one has also sold out just like the Sterling Ink Common Planner. But unlike the Sterling Ink, they are going to be restocking this. I don't know if it will be available in time for 2023, but they're already taking pre-orders. So you may want to look into that. And who knows, by the time this published, they may actually have ship dates available. So this is the same inner portion as the Full Focus Planner that you guys know I love to use. It's like my go-to planner if I get stressed out and I just really want to see a granular view of each day and what my goals are, what my schedule is, and have space to write notes, I tend to jump to the full focus. So this is the exact same thing, except instead of a bound book, it is in binder form. And I think this is something people have obviously been waiting for since it sold out so quickly. Because when you do the full focus system, you have this whole elaborate goal setting that you go into, but then you have to reinvent the wheel every quarter, which sometimes feels nice and refreshing because you're just ready for a fresh start and to like revisit your goals. But I think this is so fantastic how you could use these inserts for a full year and maybe you pull out some goals as the quarters go by or quintiles go by and you add some goals, but you don't necessarily have to change things just because you're switching to a new book. So. I love this system. I love the paper. The paper feels exactly like the same paper that they use in the planners to me. And again, the content is exactly the same with a daily page on the left and a notes page on the right and quotes and a little weekly preview and review, like all the stuff that we're used to seeing in Full Focus Planner. The binder, it is a standard A5 size with a six ring punch. So the nice thing is You could choose to add other types of inserts and kind of really create your own custom system if you were interested in that, as well as you could purchase their binder, which is what they sent to me. It's really nice. It has a leather-like feel. It has full focus planner stamped on it in gold, and it has a magnetic closure, which I'm going to make a sound effect. So satisfying. So it closes really, really nicely. But if you wanted something a little glitzier, more feminine, you could always use a Nautique cover or, you know, another cover, bespoke leather cover, designer cover, 
you know, you can make this really your own, but just purchase the inserts. And they're selling the inserts for $25 per quarter or $99 for the year. And the binder is $59. So it's a little bit cheaper compared to if you're buying full focus bound planners each quarter, I believe there's like between 40 and $50. So in a way, this is a little bit of a more economic option, especially if you have your own A5 size six ring binder to already use. Whew. All right. Well, that was a lot of reviews and I really loved sharing these with you. They had been sitting by my desk for quite some time and I know I've had a lot of guests on and a lot of other topical episodes, but I really wanted to share these options with you. I am getting my planner stack ready for the new year. It's almost ready. I'm actually waiting for one more thing to arrive in the mail. So we'll see if that comes in time because I'd love to do a stack episode next week. It's going to, we're getting into mid-December, so it's absolutely time. So I was thinking instead of a planner piece segment for the next few weeks, as we're all deciding what we're going to use for the new year, perhaps send me a photo or an audio description of your planner stack for next year. I have finally activated that Google Voice account, and I'm sort of scared to share this number because like, what if it somehow spams my phone? But I don't think it should. It's supposed to just go to my email. And that number is 305-697-7189. If you put that in your phone, I believe it like looks like it's going to the Florida Keys. It's not. It's just a Google Voice account, and it will go to my email, and you can share me photos and audio clips and anything you would like. So I'm going to say it one more time so you can write that down. 305-697-7189. And I will also include the number in the show notes. All right. We are getting in the home stretch. I hope everyone is enjoying the rest of their 2022 and still having fun thinking about their 2023 because both are possible. This is an and situation. It doesn't mean we're wasting the rest of this year just because we're thinking of next year. We can have fun in the rest of this year and also think about how to make next year awesome. So I hope you were all doing that. So I will be back next week again, hopefully with my planner stack. Keep your questions and comments and planner pieces coming. If you don't want to use that cell phone, you can always go to my blog, theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com, or email me at shoeboxblog, S-H-U-B-O-X-B-L-O-G, at gmail.com. In the meantime, happy planning and have a wonderful week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.